Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf, and today I have a very special guest. Ted Costa is here. Wow, honored to be called special. Yes, Ted Costa is here in the building. Not quite sure what I'm doing here today, but that's why I'm going to let Kate <laughs> well, go ahead and tell me. Well, actually, so I'm not going to go into the details of your job, but you said you were, you travel. I travel. You're on the way to the city, and Ted and I know each other from our healing school, A Society of Souls. Yeah. And we've been friends for a bit, and you were just like, hey, I'll come through. And I was like, if you're going to come through, you're getting on this podcast. Because I've been yeah. trying to get you podcasting It's true it's for a- over a year, maybe. Yeah. So I, I here love, it is. I love being able to do it, I, and especially with you, because honestly, you're just my friend. And it's like, it's cool to just have these conversations. And for those, I guess no one does know, but Kate and I, we don't get to talk that often. So no. actually, there's a lot of stored up things that I just love conversing with you about. Uh, because of who you are and also we do have the school in common and how many people does that happen with alone so yeah so we i guess the first time we really hung out was the all school meeting and it was like a bunch of us like not even a year ago not even a year ago and there was something so special the quality and i've kind of talked this before about this before Mm -hmm. on here but there was such a sacred tenderness because the people there were dedicated healers yeah and because the program's not easy to go through, a lot comes up that you have to look at. And um, so there's a softness in that community. And then there was also this amazing liveness. Mm-hmm. We had this talent show that we both got to be a part of and some, uh, many other talented people in our school. And it was like one of the best shows. I've seen a lot of shows. And this was one of the best shows I had seen, right? Like It just held so much quality fun in it and I mean fun in in no comparison to anything else um it was just people being themselves with all the uh the bumps yes. that comes with you know the what's the warts and all yeah which our friend Zach has given me the phrase and initially I said I hate that phrase warts and all <laughs> but now I love that phrase warts and all that's what that's what that was yeah special yeah, no, it was, yeah, it wasn't about being perfect or anything there. And then we had that, there was this dance party that happened at the all school meeting. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad still because my friend Alice was DJing and I was like, hi, Alice. I think she listens. I was like, I lo- so I love you, Alice. Um, but she was DJing and I just came in and I was like, Alice, we can't have, because some of the songs were a little too, they had a spiritual vibe, which is great. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're in a spiritual program, but like, I wanted a fucking dance party, right? Yeah. I came in and I was like, I was like, Ted and Zach are the DJs. Like, I oh, threw yeah. it on you. I was like, you guys need to DJ, but you guys took it on. You picked the perfect, many timeless songs as well. It wasn't yeah. like because there, it's all ages, and yeah, I felt like you, you and Zach, twenty to seven to eighty year old, um, you know, song points that everyone can enjoy themselves you too. guys I'll give that to Zach it he's was, an eclectic dude he knows no you both killed name. it you yeah. both killed it well I'll say when we and I'm used to being like drunk when I'm at any sort of dance anything because it's not my natural state right and but that was not even an option at this place you're oh not, yeah this is going, like a sober experience right so I myself had to just 
deal with this first 20 minutes of awkward like ah, what the hell is this? i could not, it's not tell like i'm trying all. to get with chicks here or anything like it's nothing zach like and I've i ever been right to. i was like from the start because i knew i was like i'm getting this thing going like yeah. i was there like the, it started at eight i was like 10 of eight in my freaking unicorn spandex i was like let's go <laughs> yeah. i've been counting down to this dance party you know I, so it was like by the end of the two hours of dancing i i went to my room just being like <gasps> like i was so tired yeah, i mean we were sweating it up dancing like it was, we were, it was most like, alive we ever were and i was like at a bat so mitzvah new. like that yeah. do you know what i mean that's what it felt like well, like we were, we were glow like sticks, so that was oh my god cool. we had the, the glow, glow sticks, sticks helped a lot and some of it like splattered but it looked awesome yeah, right we did, we, yeah we broke that on purpose did you you asshole uh, <laughs> well you know you only like see it in a black it light our jeans like, yeah you could only see it like in the dark or whatever it was it was fucking it was awesome it was lit without being lit it, it was, was like, no, it, it was, was lit. lit time. And what I loved about it was like it was in it was being held by growth and mm-hmm. evolution. And um, since then, many of us who were there um, of all ages mm-hmm. miss that quality. Yeah. I we have felt it because there was a bond that took place where a lot of us were like a lot of us were like, this is the new world we're searching for mm-hmm. with community and these kinds of activities. You and I, there was a bonfire spot. We're like, yo, the next <laughs> time we're here, this needs to be actually lit. I thought they were going to light it then. I was, we were right? both disappointed. Um, but what, what came with drumming. that dance party? Yeah, man. Next we time drumming. drumming yes. I'm bringing drums. I'm not asking anybody. Oh, I'm going to bring mine. Drums. Yes. Yeah. Um, what came before the whole two days prior to that dance party though, was a lot of these hardcore deep lessons about our, our own selves and our shared community and, and the world in general. And it was just really cool. So it wasn't just the, the, that a dance party happened. It, it had a lot behind it that it's really hard to replicate. And I'll tell you what, I've been, um, on the search for how do we replicate that somehow into the world from here? You know, it was great then yeah. it happened once in my life eight months ago how do i get that back like that's a quality that that's my mission right now we've all been saying that though because that feeling that got really elicited or received from the lights above however that actually happens it 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 felt a certain way and it's what we're longing for because it's not like things were quote-unquote perfect Mm -hmm. you know life still happens when you're in spaces like that but man it felt it was an awesome experience Mm -hmm. Um, not all easy, you know, like I said, but there was this creative art room. Mm-hmm. Just having an art room that you could go to at any point in the day and draw it out, paint it out, collage it out, whatever, and play. When we first came into the mural that was there, mm-hmm. remember just picking up the brush and painting whatever you wanted. Like, And there's still this place of like, oh gosh, are people, lo-? you know, like we, the self-conscious stuff can be there, but it's like, no, I'm here. I'm expressing. I'm free. And I just, we're all going to be creating this together. It's what yeah. we all long for. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping that some of us who are really preaching this, like we can show others who have disconnected from even the desire of wanting to express and connect and have community, we'll wake each other up of like, no, we all just don't. Life can be lonely when you don't speak what's really going on and a lot of us were like nah no more hiding just say like even yeah. if it's depression or a shit day it's so much better to say i'm having a shit day than to try to be happy for other people it's just yeah it is You're it's right. exhausting if i'm cranky i'm like yeah guys 
I'm kind of a cunt today. <laughs> like not like let's not it's never an excuse to be like a full on cunt, but like my son sees it. Like sometimes I'm like, I'm sorry I'm such a bitch today. Like it's better to be real. Um, it gets figured out in the end. It goes away. As soon as you say it, you're almost like, Oh, I just called myself a cunt. This is hilarious. <laughs> it's like so You're like, Okay, so stop being a cunt. Like Yeah. Um it's, it's, when someone else calls you a cunt though, it's a whole other wow. if someone else was like, Wow, you're being a real cunt, I'd be like, What did you fucking <laughs> say? Isn't that the trick of life, man? <laughs> yeah, seeing right. how you react and seeing what's actually true about it and what's not and gleaning what you need to from it. Yeah. I heard something yesterday. Um a saying maybe it's a little off but the the person who sits down in the train is not the same person as who entered the train mm. meaning like we think of ourselves as progressively happening we're just we're carrying everything that's been behind us in your past years and my past years that's who we are but it's really not the story like at every single moment and interval no matter how small it may seem in time you are a new person yeah um so if someone's going to call you a cunt, like, hey, you know what? You might be in that exact moment. You got to catch if you are, right? Because it's not necessarily something you want to reiterate in that linear time that does exist, but uh, just catching yourself <laughs> and saying, all right, I'm not a cunt the most the other time, you know? So. And I think also... Oh, and like, I could be a cunt too. I don't want to put that all no, on no, you. But I, <laughs> I no, like, I know what you're saying. <laughs> I think in healthy, really trust-based friendships and dynamics... You can't like I used to live with my friends Aton and Jay years ago, two of the funniest comedians, and they'd always be going back and forth about what the other one's mom's vagina was like, you know. <laughs> and like the joke was that I was trying to be cool like a dude, so I'd get in there and be like, "Oh yeah, you know what your mom was saying to me last night," and like it would just be funny because like we all knew it was ridiculous. Yeah. But in that dynamic, for the most part, like look once again, they never really meanly would tell me when I'm a cunt. But sometimes they'd be like, you know, like in the, there are some dynamics where you can, you can, well, Shane in a really funny way shuts me down. Like if I start saying something that's almost like inappropriate or like, I like talking about my dick lately. So (laughs) if I accidentally, I'm like, yo, that guy can suck my balls. He'll be like, he'll be like, shut up. Like he's, he's really, but he'll do it funny where we're like, shut up. Like he's allowed to say shut up to me. And he says it at the perfect times where it's like funny. And I'm also like, okay, I'll shut up. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, there, no, he's right. He's right. And uh, his therapist is proud. That's all I'll say. She's <laughs> proud that I'm listening. Because I never want to disrespect anyone's boundaries. If I am, it's blind spots and poison yeah. ground. Right. So it's been good for both of us as I have better boundaries and even just allow him to put me in my place. Like he can shut me the fuck up quick, but never meanly for the most part. Sometimes I'm like, that hurt my feelings. <laughs> we have a joke where I go, dear Dr. Phil, my son's bullying me. But that's like our joke. So if he ever gets too mean, I'm like, dear Dr. Phil. And then he does his part of it. Like, he's just so funny. I'm a proud mom. That's all I'll say. Yeah, you are. I mean, how blessed are you to have a, uh him as part of your growth like you know what i mean this is this is really cool i hope to bring some of that he woke me up at some point at five years old he said i came down here to wake you up he's he's one of the main beings i've encountered that really was like i have a purpose that's not his main purpose was not to wake me up but you know what i mean like he for you he came in he woke me up and he he was seeing beings at a young age and he woke my mind up Mm. but most parents shut the kids up, right? Yeah. He would say, because he was like, and then he was five, he's like, I think when we die, we keep going, we're all energy. And I was like, oh, I think we just die and that's it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, he's like, you're wrong. But he was so cute. He was like, you're wrong. 
you're wrong. And and he literally called. He, I came down here to wake you up. We had other things like bad accidents and a shrooms trip that went wrong and right. But um, yeah, <laughs> he uh, he blows me away, and he's helped. I I just I honored the crap out of my kid. Yeah, he's an integral part of your life, which is amazing. As well, it should be. Thank you. you. Know, what, what else Thank you. The purpose of the kid, you know, or else it would just be, all right, I'll have a kid. Then he's the, it would be like animals in the animal kingdom, like at two years old. All right, you're good now. Go be on your own. It's like, no, you get to be part of each other's lives. I think even forever. animals, do you know what I mean? I mean, I don't know, but I think like, I think it's just when you have a kid mm-hmm. and you have the energy to care, do you know what I mean? Like some, not every parent cares, but I really make sure that I, it's in my soul to make sure I'm there. So like, I've really put so much love, obviously, into my son and tried my hardest to not. That's for him. I mean, yes, it's for you too. You get to be part of both. It, I, I gain, looks. he helps me be more myself mm-hmm. and we both gain and he just has my back. But as a kid, do you know what I mean though? Like that sounds weird, but it's like, no, he loves me. And that has helped because I did not have a great childhood. So having a being in my house who really loves me and that I have apologized to every time I fucked up, I've tried my best to own it Yeah, and say like, you deserve better. Like if, when, when he was young, there were instances where I would explode more with the anger stuff. And I'd always say immediately, like that was me. That was not okay. I should not have yelled like that. I'm going to keep getting better. I'm going to keep getting, and, and I immersed myself into therapy and our program and I really, for the most part, like, I'm like, he likes to hide and jump out and like scare me and do stuff like that. But like, for the most part, I don't ever like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just, I've, there have been a lot of changes and I'm very grateful for both of us, but he has helped me heal in many, many ways. I love the dude. I've only met him in short spurts, but he's, he's just a kid. I mean, like not just the kid, but in, in the truest sense of being just a genuine, just a kid. He's like, he's having the time of his life at his age, I guess. He's doing cool things. He's he's open is what I mean. He, yeah. He's, he's more, um, and I, I look at him, uh, I, this is my first time being at your house, right? And we, we, we took a little tour of the place this morning. It was lovely. And I just saw some of like the toys and video games and it brought me back. I said to you, I'm like, yeah. I would have been best friends with this kid. Like this is the kind of kid I wanted to hang out with. He's doing art up here. He's just expressing himself. I've seen him interact with you. It's like, man. I had a little bit of that with my mom. I was I was very fortunate enough to say where I had the, like a cool relationship that was, it was, wasn't just any one thing. It was both cool and growth and challenging and painful and yeah. spiritual and like, so you really have it all, um, even if not all the time at every single moment, but it's all there in, in different ways, I guess. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm like I think that's one of the best things about you is your motherhood like i was just thinking you should i know it's not a defining thing you know i don't want to make it seem like that's all you are but that's a very big part of who you are thank you that's so cool you should i was just thinking you should write a book on it you should write it at some point book thank you at some point i want to write that that would be actually i would love to do something like that but at some point i want to write more of an autobiography of what it like do you know what i mean because i came into motherhood unplanned Mm -hmm. and i was young not like uh, I'm a teen mom, young, but for me it was young and I wasn't expecting it. And um, I got divorced pretty quickly after I, I got married pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so my life was rocked. You know, like when I got divorced, I was like, okay, now you're a single mom and I hadn't started comedy yet. Mm. And there were many places within motherhood that I was lost. Yeah. Um, and I have worked my ass off to be not only a loving, nurturing and healing presence in his life, but to make sure I was giving myself that energy as well so that I could still follow my dreams and create a life that in many ways I'd felt like gotten taken from me mm. when I found out that I had gotten pregnant and was with a man for only four or five months that was already in many ways tumultuous. Mm. So between us, you know, that's not to place blame. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It just wasn't a healthy dynamic. And then suddenly I'm pregnant. So it's been an interesting journey trying to be as non-dual as I can in the whole situation to every side in it, but then to really what I think is raise a beautiful son who I tried to make sure always got to continue to explore the arts. Mm-hmm. He's an incredible singer. He's teaching himself piano. And that's right. He's got the music too. I, he's oh my gosh, his so voice, cool. it, who, which he doesn't, he's in gifted and talented choir. He does it all there. But like I have yet to, he might perform at the comedy seance show in April. It's oh. totally up to him. He can decide last minute. Like I'm not pushing, but when people actually hear like, it's a, it's another like what I hear my heart's like oh my god like it's just he's a badass and he lets it come out in his voice in a way that I think unfortunately a lot of people weren't parented in a way where they could have freedom or where their parents fucked up and then apologize a lot of parents have so much shame yeah they don't ever really and hopefully that's going to be shifting as we all open up and just yeah. it's okay to fuck up yeah might as well you, not pretend when you write that book I think you had the right way to do it it's more the autobiography of like this is how i did it not not that you should do it too exactly it's not a a you should do this look at how yes exactly i'm perfect no it's the way you tell the story now and it is the story it's not you're not i don't i wouldn't believe for a second especially because i know you that you add anything that wasn't there thank you you subtract anything that you wanted to hide you know like yeah no it's all part of that story and and thank you beautiful uh um, example of, of that life being lived, which is pretty cool. I appreciate it. Sure. Yeah, I'd want to write a book that's non-dual in the sense of, you know me, I would try to include the realist. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't always look great in it. That wouldn't be the point. I would try to be as honest as possible, as best I can, right? We all still have our own perspective. So, but... um. But I don't know when that's going to happen. I don't know when I'll feel ready. Yeah, that busy. could be years. Well, it's more of I'd have to be emotionally ready to to make that book good. I'd want to share. And it's not like the job's done yet. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I have. Yeah, it could be years. I don't know. Yeah. It'll happen when it happens. But I can definitely see that happening. And it would be more yeah, about my cool. book on like breaking free. Yeah. Um, which we can all relate to. That would be the thing. It's like, look, we all have shit placed on us. Mm-hmm. You know, we all just want to be who we really are. So this is how I did it. And these are the illusions that came in and the fears that arose when I quit teaching to do comedy. And this was the fear that happened when I talked about this on my podcast and just really, because, you know, talking about childhood is really scary too, because I don't want to hurt people fruitlessly or whatever that means. So that's, I would talk about that journey of like healing while being a public figure and finding the balance of how can I talk about these things and share my story 
while being as non-dual and enlightened as possible to not point fingers or whatever. But I'm not saying I've found that dance yet, but that's what I want to have down. No, but you do keep it uh, personal. You keep it with you first. Thank you. And and man, that's the way to do it, I guess, huh? All right. Uh, you know what's floating around the back of my head before we started? You said we're going to talk about a bunch of things, <laughs> half of which I'm very unfamiliar with. So, like, that's <laughs> actually in my head right now. Like, damn, how am I going to be really personal and, and knowledgeable about a lot of these things just we're going to talk about today? Just be who you are, you know, because... Uh, okay, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> just be who you are and have the reactions that are real because I trust you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, let me explain to the people. How would you describe yourself? Ted's a yoga teacher. Uh, yeah. Um, a drummer. I, it's pretty cool that I, I can now happily and uh, confidently describe myself as like yoga teacher first. See, I thought that that was just a secondary thing I did. And recently, uh, my significant other, Alexa, said to me, I was having a moment of doubt, pretty big moment of doubt. Let's call it a week of doubt. <laughs> and and she, she's like, you know, when my friends talk about you, and her friends don't know me as well as my friends or my family or all that, but like they see you as a yoga teacher. That's, that's who you are to them. And I, it took me a second. I'm like, Oh, so I'm not my job, you know, which I'm not even going to go into here, but and I don't necessarily hate it or anything, but it's like, Oh, cause I you're am, saying that you have a main job other than yoga. Yeah. I yeah. Have a full-time job. And then I have more jobs on top of that. And yeah. then when time, when, when I have time left over, in my mind, I'm a yoga teacher. You know, I teach but they four see to six you. classes a week, and those people see me as a yoga teacher. That's and awesome. I'm doing like under ten hours a week, and I'm involved in this kind of spiritual study though too. And I do read and study a lot on my own about it. But in my mind, before that conversation, it never occurred to me like, oh, that's I guess that's what I am too. How cool is that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so um, being able to have that defined now in my own view. Uh, I, I get to hone in on that a little bit more, I think. And so that's where I'm going to be uh, hopefully taking my life in the direction of just doing little increments. You know, I'm not great with like vast big changes all at one time, but what I have learned is I can do incremental change pretty well. Mm-hmm. So I'll just add a project or I'll add a project and a little bit at a time. Um, yeah, so you can. I guess I'm a yoga teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> yeah, and also what I like that you're describing, if I'm picking up on it correctly, is that you have this job that is bringing in money and has stability, mm-hmm. but you also have kept open and really pushed forward what's in your deepest soul yep. and your heart. And I think that's important to say because, look, I taught for two years while doing comedy. Like, mm-hmm. even if you're at a place where you're not loving the day job so much, if you keep those other things open, mm-hmm. you know, and making sure that it's like, because in your head, it's like, oh, but could I ever do this full time? Yeah, it just takes. This is for anyone listening. Mm-hmm. It takes time. You have to lay the bricks of the foundation. Yes. So I, I love what you're doing. And I love that people see not it's like they, we call it the yoga teacher, but they're really seeing the enlightened warrior. Yeah. I thought of this term the other day. I wrote it down on a post-it note. That's about as far as it got so far. Uh, spiritual consultant. <laughs> I would like there to, you go. Like, I see it as a healer because in the school we're in, uh, we would a lot of people would define themselves as healers when they take on a client. Right. And I like that. Um, where I'm, but for now I'm just labeling it as a spiritual consultant, really to who it's like to myself, to organizations, to people. It doesn't mean I know it all. It just means we get to at least talk about it. Yeah. I'd like to be a person who can be trusted by an individual to talk about these things, confident, 
confidently and and um and not feel they have to be any sort of way before going into a conversation like that with me um another incremental change i i must mention because it's been fun although this would be i would say more challenging than even the yoga part is i started an, an organic coffee company too so like with a partner of mine who I've now lived with for six years and we just decided to do it out of the fun and love of it. And mm. so adding these little things incrementally that I do love that has made a And big what's difference. that? It's called good time. Good times, baby. Good, good times. times coffee. Yeah. Good times coffee. I love um, but that. I'm not here that's to plug great. it. I just mentioned no, it. No, I'm glad you brought it up though too. It just, that's the kind of stuff I have said to myself, well, if I'm going to have the day job, which is a necessary move, and I'm not even complaining. Again, it's like I'm actually I'm very grateful for it, but I get to do it and still have these other things too, and still have a relationship with someone I'm marrying soon, and have a dog, and have friends, and have all the other things that it's. I'm not trying to leave any of that behind, you know. And I know there's probably something in there to be said about sacrificing for what you want and everything. I get that. That's who says that. High. Um, I get, you know what? That's my old stuff. Yeah. That's me who says that. I that's, think you're doing it perfectly it. Okay. paced. And that other thing sounds like more like an illusion swimming around your own head. Hey, thanks. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm doing healing work right now with my healer about. Um, I have a lot of stuff from, from history, family, father, uh, just the way I took in the world growing up to, mm. to see su- successful air quotes people uh, being. And there's... Uh, Maybe I'm still partially chasing that, but I'm trying to change the method on which yeah. to get there and not not leave valuable things behind because that's where a lot of the crux of life is. You know, it, all right, you know, how many times you heard people say it, but it's the journey, not the end result. But it, I had to really internalize that before I knew what that meant because I still wake up some mornings and, and forget completely about the journey and I become fixated on the end result that, of course, I don't have yet. And it may never be what I even envision it to be, but then I lose track of that everyday journey that that is the actual life part. Where I said earlier, it's it's the the moment. Each and every moment is that opportunity to create your 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 person that you are only right then and be a fully alive person. And so I'm still honing in on that. You know, yeah. plenty of work to do. I would admit it to anybody. But this path uh, of non-dual Kabbalistic healing has helped me. Uh, discover that for myself and if nothing else that's what what the work has been for me is to internalize for me first Um, much like I would say you're doing before you would before you would um, pick up uh, on on which ways you want to raise a son or in anyone's case raise anybody have a start a family it's like you better do that work yourself first test it out in your own soul and see what works and then you can transmit that onto others and be with people in that capacity of relationship and in my journey, a big part was having a chunk of alone time and mm-hmm. allowing myself to sit with myself for a while to really know who I am. Because sometimes when you're surrounded by people all the time, it's hard to really know what's you. It was very easy for me to put unconsciously put it onto other people. So I've enjoyed watching my own patterns of when I get cranky okay, I'm in blame. I'm actually probably cranky because I'm not eating enough, you know, but like really bringing it back to like, there's no, this is you. You're in your own home. It's a beautiful home. Mm -hmm. So whatever's coming up, sit with it as best you can, even if there's an impulse to react. And I'm not, I've been saying this a lot. I know I'm not perfect. There have been instances Mm -hmm. where, trust me, you know, I didn't handle things the way I wanted. 
but I tried my best to show myself love and forgiveness and to say, okay, this, I'm not forgiving myself to excuse it or to continue it, but to see it and say, oh, I don't want to navigate that way anymore for myself and for others. And, um, but I could not have done that without a lot of alone time, which I think a lot of people need, but we're so scared. But then we also want this community, which is like what we felt at the all school meeting, because we want this balance where we're like in a peaceful way where we can be with ourselves, but almost know that there are others around, you know, it's, it's a whole balance we're trying to find, but yes. Can I ask you, did you, before Shane, did you ever live alone? Mm-mm. I mean, I, I've never lived alone. And so finding that alone time to discover who you are was kind of actually tough. And I don't have it even now. I live with uh, the person I'm going to marry, then potentially live with until one of us dies. You yeah. know, it's like, and God willing, that ha- that happens and everything. And our love remains stronger than ever and grows. But like, I also have three extra roommates that we live with right now that I've been living with for like six or seven years. And it's like, wow. So to find this alone time for me has been actually getting outside of the house in most cases to be with others and, but just in different settings or the woods, like I'm a big oh. hiker or just even around me in Pennsylvania, I yeah. can get out and like those short intervals of finding alone time to sit with things has been like, before I even knew, before I could articulate what we're talking about now, I was doing that since since I was a child, I'd get lost in the woods. My mom would call the cops because I was Are lost. Are you serious? Yeah, I was just lost. But were you lost? No, or I knew you I just, was, but yeah. she thought I was lost. And she called the cops like twice, three wow. times before she learned, I guess. That's before cell phones too, of course. I so just you were just kind of hiking? I was just like, I don't know. I, I, always want, I always craved to find something. Of course, back then, had no means of being able to find it. I didn't know I was looking, you know? So that's what I mean by now. I at least get to see what, what exactly I was trying to do. So it really helps what you're yeah. saying to, to know what you're to, to know that you have a goal to to being alone and how useful that can be, especially if you've if that alone time just is very uh, seldom, you know. Um, but now you have a little bit. of. I imagine if I weren't here today, you'd be alone. Yeah, well, you know, I'm going to go. I'm not giving away too much of this, okay. but uh, I'm going to go <laughs> to a Goodwill. I'm looking for an item under ten dollars. That's all I'll say. It has to do with the new venture i'm on to in my life it's gonna be okay i don't know it but yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. it's uh it's something i'm gonna be starting soon but i'm looking i'm doing a very cheap goodwill search All right. and it's gonna be a part of it so oh, who doesn't love goodwill? so that's kind <laughs> of alone i love goodwill it's it's kind of alone in a sense yeah. but still out there with other people um but no like i try um i had a show last night like even along even within a lot of the alone time um, I still need interaction, but like I said, I've almost been, it's almost been three years of celibacy. I haven't, it's been crucial for me to really take a step back as best I could and date myself. Cause I had to know who I am and I didn't always like myself, you know? And it was just a continuous like, okay, we'll come back to like, there's something you don't like in this moment. It's just you. Let's feel. And sometimes it was a storm coming on. I was like, oh, there's a snowstorm. You're by yourself. Maybe this is fear in my system of like old school thought patterns. Like, I'm, am I going to get snowed in and never get out? And, you know, and it's like, no, Kate, like. Did I buy the bread and milk? <laughs> yeah, it's like we get in that, you know, and I'm like, you you have food for two days. Yeah, like you're relax. you're Yeah, everything's okay. But I had to be alone mm. for that. I'm not saying 
anymore. Although we all need alone time and space. But it really was like, okay, this is you. Because if I had been with other people, and sometimes I would do it with Shane accidentally, you feel that anger and you like want to put it on someone. And being alone allowed me like, oh, there's no one to put it on. But let's heal this and let's feel into where it's coming from. And that's where I got to really locate so many fear-based patterns that our parents energetically give to us as gifts and their parents gave it, but we're here to help heal these historical wounds. And I had to do it alone for a bit. I feel it's like, I hear that uh, inherited pain, I guess you might call it like the things you learn to, to be like, you know, scared in a snowstorm where, where it's like, if you just actually take a moment to sit with that and think longer, wait, I'm going to live. I'll be okay. This is, what is this? Yeah, irrational fear that that actually does have uh, real life implications on the way you feel and interact with others, and so that's where that stuff matters. Is like yeah. you, you said, you might put the anger out on your son. It's like, no, you don't need that. You don't. Who wants that? If you can find it and eradicate it before and and see the world for what's actually happening and be without that fear. Yep. I and I say this knowing full well. It's like every day part of that fear pops up in one way or another for me still it's very real yeah Uh, i hesitate to say it's very real but that's because i don't know if i want to call my fear real or not some days like some days it feels real and other days you see it for what it is that's all and that's a beautiful way to describe it because sometimes it feels like that dissipated illusion Mm -hmm. fear and sometimes you're like no this is real (laughs) it is here you know scary (laughs) yeah and i think you just let it you you try to be as enlightened as possible while watching whatever pass through you and yeah but like I said for me and I do think it's important for those who can even get there of when you're still in that taking some of the alone time and that might not always be easy to be when those things come up but write writing is so important mm-hmm. um it's gotten me through so when I had these emotions swirling and I didn't want to share and I'm alone write it, write it, write it, read it back to yourself, see where you're at, meet yourself. Um, and you can change a million times within a second. So what you wrote a minute ago does not have to be your story even 10 minutes from them, from then, but writing, I think, which sometimes takes alone time. Sometimes not. Sometimes you can be in a group, which, you know, me, I'm having these Miss Wolf art classes. I would love to have poetry meetings where we're writing. Yeah. But first of all, you can always write your poetry on the paintings, which I think. Which uh, that's I, beautiful, too. Yeah. yeah. But um, I want to have places where we can write even in like a silent group if it's meant to be silent. But mm-hmm. I don't even know how we got on to all this. But uh, Well, because it's helpful. Like, I'm, I'm oh. you want to know why? Because like I... <laughs> I crave this kind of conversation. I don't know. Like it helps me. It just helps me get through. Even if I've heard it a thousand times and yeah. I'm not saying I have, but to write, for instance, it's like, yeah, I knew that actually. And I used to do it and I could use it right now in my life. Like I, I've been writing. Yes. I could use that right now. So it just helps. Like we forget sometimes. The, we, do, we do. How can you remember all these things? It's like at the end of the day, divine slowing as we down are. we were talking about slowing down though in the car before oh, yeah. we yeah. went to get some food and i think when we slow down mm. then we then the voice that's like why don't you write can come through when we're like oh i gotta do this and this and this that voice that our higher self it has to almost it's like fuzzier yeah. so sometimes that alone time yes there can be almost a ton of voices coming through that are fear-based whatever but when you really anchor mm-hmm then that voice that might be like, hello, 
write more music, do, then yeah. it can come through. So that's also, and you meditate, but some people who are listening who don't meditate, so many different meditations out there that also help yeah. to heal and change things. My, my New Year's resolution this year, I have to think of, was it only three months ago, was uh, slow everything down 10 to 15%. And I forgot about it until right now. I, I get trapped in it. You know, I was going to say before, just as divine and as uh, to some degree limitless as we can be at times as people yeah. and individuals, we, we're just humans too. And that comes and goes like everything else. Maybe you didn't sleep well. Like me, I, I've been tired. So I, I want to say I blame my not sleeping the past week for all these uh, feelings of being rushed this whole last week, whatever, whatever that's popping up for me is I'm trying just now getting to actually slow down and see it for what it is just in conversation. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Ooh. But we were also talking about sometimes lack of sleep can be an excitement. Sometimes our psychic yeah. third eyes are like, Oh, something's about to happen and I'm scared, but also excited. And, you know, but sometimes it's just this life force for whatever reason coming through at night. Mm-hmm especially if we were rushed during the day and I used to like, especially when I had to wake up early to teach, it would be like, fall the fuck to sleep right now. Fall anger, asleep. Like anger. you're yelling. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, can you imagine like a parent? Be angered enough to fall asleep. Fall asleep. <laughs> but parents used to do that shit. Not, but well, you know what I mean? Like oh, there's yeah. a kind of pressure parents put to sleep. Like, so a lot of times when we can't sleep, it's That's so true. <laughs> it's that energy coming in again. And it's also, it could be rebellion. Like, I can't force myself to sleep if I can't sleep mm-hmm. and I'll still be okay. Even if I somehow don't fall asleep, it'll suck. But sometimes it's also pushing us to change our lives. Like if you don't get sleep for a long time, then, then it's time to also go, okay, what's what the hell is happening? This is a message of some sort. Right? Cause the dream state gives messages. So some of us are avoiding the dream state because of the messages coming through. Mm. And I had to go, I mean, through my healing process, I used to have tons of tornado dreams. I had no idea until uh, one of my healers, Eileen was like, it's your power that you have yet to fully embody. And I was like, what? Like it was such a cool, like it was right. And I was like, well, never even thought of it like that. And as soon as I accepted and embodied it, the tornado stopped. I was, you know, I'm celibate here. I was like a slut in the astral realm for a yeah. while. Really? until I talked about it on the, like I was holding it in shame. Cause I was like, why is that? Ha-? Like I wasn't even into it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, what? And then as soon as I talked about it and laughed, my friend Allison Charles was on, we kind of were, I said it and she was like, really? It, it shifted. Wow. So it's interesting. The dream state though, you know, we don't want to jump to too many conclusions quickly, but that sexual piece, it was something about not even like, it's like, feeling weird about my yeah. sexuality in all realms until I was like, oh, I'm kind of slutty in the astral realm. And then since I haven't been, and I'm like, there was maybe one instance, but it was like a mermaid reptile man <laughs> thing. It wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, that's a whole other, but uh, <laughs> you have to draw that. <laughs> I don't know if I can, but part. like it was once again, a thing where it was like a way of power. Do you know what I mean? Like the way it was happening, it, it was like not even sexual. It was this like dominating force between okay. me and this other being. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I, I, I know what you're saying too. Uh, maybe you have had the dreams. Maybe that could be it. That I know what you're feeling right But now. it was interesting. And yeah. then um, and then the more I'm like, okay, there's no shame in that. It, but I didn't enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't enjoying the enjoying those dream states. There are qualities of dreams I do enjoy and they're coming more and more in. Mm-hmm. As I just allow for whatever is, it's like, then I can, in a sense, get 
more into the vibration of what's me when I'm like, okay, well, this is happening. Not my thing. You know what I mean? It's a kind of, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, that's what happens. It's, it's, um, the dream state's weird in a way that there's freedom too. And yet we judge it and we, when we wake up, a lot of us are like, oh, I can't talk about that weird shit, you know? So the more we're just like. Yeah. Or I'll talk about the half that made sense. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's actually what happens for me. Like half of the dream is, is cool. I've been having dreams lately where they turn into like action films and I'll kill a bunch of people. Really? With what? What's your weapon? uh, Sometimes swords, sometimes with my bare hands. (laughs) I go into it. Swords? You got swords? You're in like a. I cut people up in my dreams. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. What's that? I'll tell you, my first sword dream ever is this is so bizarre. I love it. I love this dream. I used to have a, um, I grew up in an Italian family. There's bread and butter on the table at every meal. And between me and my brothers, especially, it'd be like you could fight over, physically fight over that last piece of bread that's on the table and uh, slather as much butter as possible on it as a child, you know. And I had a dream that I was at this table that was like, from a movies where you can't see either end of the table. It's a giant table with with delicacies and goods on top that just for days, no one would ever starve if you were at this table. But there was the last piece of bread and butter in the center of this giant table. And everyone, like all the chatter quieted down. Everyone looked around at each other like, who's going to take this last piece of bread? And all of a sudden, everyone pulled out swords and started like battling in this giant battle royale and people were dying and i ended up being me versus one other guy at the very end of the dream and i chopped his limbs off and i took that last piece of bread yeah you don't fuck with ted's bread okay uh, yeah <laughs> it could be a t-shirt don't Maybe. fuck with ted's bread <laughs> was good times good. coffee <laughs> and bread <No. laughs> the baked goods yeah i get yeah. into some serious breads i've thought about maybe that. some Anyways, weed, weed infused breads I've, I've thought about weed infused uh coffee i mean come on good yeah. times i could do a high time. good time yeah yeah Good times is already there. Yeah, it's already there. It's but, already there. But lately, dreams have been, uh, and you're you're just drumming it up for me because I haven't really thought about them until now. But they've been uh, with relatives, family members, close ones who have died, and I'm. It's me now talking to them as if they were alive, and it's just kind of casual conversation. Mm. And then infused in there is another dream cycle of me killing people or something. So it's just pretty interesting. Um, and I, I should take the time to write that out. I, I always tell myself I'll write out my dreams. I never do. Do you? Does that some, is that something you write? I used to write them down more, but now um, I just know they're in there. I talk about them or I just go over it with myself. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, okay, let's, I'll wake up and I'm like, let's look at it. Now, some have been really hard because they drudged up memories. So even there, I just look at them. Um you know, mm. and I, I'm like, I try to have an open interpretation while really listening to my feelings about it. And then some really give me information, like some are crazy psychic where I'm like, given a lot of information. And then you wake up and you're like, okay, like, there's nothing to you know what I mean? I know. But then, you know, I don't make phone calls. Like, it's just kind of like, okay, this, you know, dreams are an incredible way to access so much information from other dimensions, including into our parallel lives and selves and what we're doing because it reflects back behavior patterns that maybe we don't want to see. <laughs> like even seriously, like the astral realm sluttiness was probably showing me maybe a nega Gavora or something, nega Hesed. I don't know. I'm sure if like Jason was listening, he'd be like, actually, it's this, this, and this. <laughs> He's like the master of that. Yeah. But um, there, there was something I'll say 
that I think I had to see and the way and just discussing it helped heal that wound. Maybe it was a not being seen. Who knows? But it was like, okay, this is happening. I don't have to hold this. And I want to get into the documentary along that yeah. that rail of like just speaking is I showed Ted yeah. a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so Leaving Neverland is an HBO documentary. It has two parts. Both are two hours long. It aired Sunday and Monday or Monday and Tuesday. No, I think it was Sunday and Monday. It's on HBO, though. If you want to see it and you have the on demand, you can watch it now at any time. And then Oprah interviews the director and the two victims, Wade Robson and Jimmy Safechuck, after, which I think is also amazing. The room is filled with um, survivors of abuse. Oprah herself has survived it, and it was one of the most beautiful interviews. Because she said, she's like, look, I know I'm going to get backlash because people are still really defending Michael Jackson. Yeah. But she's like, this needs to be heard. And so, okay, basically, these two men who had been victimized by Michael since they were very young, they both detail the stories. It's very hard to deny after watching even 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. I watched the whole thing. Um, For me, he did it. It, It's but I'm so impressed that those two boys who had spent so much of their lifetime holding Michael's secrets finally decided to tell their story to me. Um, it's beyond inspiring. And then here comes I, who didn't even know this film aired or anything. You know, I'm so, I was like, sit down, Ted, 40 minutes. Holy shit. But I do remember as a, as a kid, I was really young, but I remember on the news, this was like, I mean, he's the prince. He's the king. Yeah. He's, the man himself, Michael Jackson, and I, I mean, I, I always thought it for personally that he did it just because it, it's too weird of a situation, like why any man would put himself up for months at a time sharing the same bed with children. Guess what? Even if you're not doing some sexual shit, I just don't, I just don't see that as being a good formula for anything. Why would anyone do that? But people gave this man a pass because of who he was and that power and, and his songs and his beautiful music and Oh, I hate that that's a part of the story too, but I have to make it. Has it has to be. It yeah. is. And it, it's important it, in it. His music is just such inspiring stuff. It touched the years. us. It touched us. It brought people together. And oh, man. But, you know, I mean, all that much is obvious if you know any of Michael Jackson's music and whatnot. But and if to, you don't, to, I mean, but, where? Yeah, can you, exactly. If you, you don't know Michael don't Jackson's know Michael music, Jackson's music. I hate to be saying go on, check it out right now. But no, seriously, I know honestly, if you radio. haven't heard his music, yeah. you do need to at least just kind of, in a sense, look. And I think that's why people are defending. I still love his music. I was yeah. talking about him less than a year ago on here, just saying like a lot of his music had come back into my life. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a real artist. I mean, who didn't he inspire in that sense? But that doesn't. Um, exclude these other things that happened and were a part of his story and talk about historical wounds. We know he suffered so much abuse that I'm sure has yet to be Mm. talked about. Who knows how much Michael was suppressing and then took it out on these young boys. Um, But I just was in awe of Oprah. Um, She really had their back Mm -hmm. knowing that a lot of people are going to continue to defend. And I thought it was miraculous to see Oprah, along with these, you know, the two victims and then the the director who knew he was also going to get shit. Mm. They were like, this needs to be heard. Even if it rocks people's worlds, this is about truth. And the two men who had held the secret for years, and 
I believe Wade did two trials where he lied. Mm -hmm. Both started to really quake. Both of their fathers had committed suicide because Michael kind of tore the family apart. Um, these, these men hit a point where they, especially when they both had kids mm -hmm. and they saw like, oh my gosh, this, I need to protect my kid. I need to say something. And I'm just in awe of them. Yeah. Thank, the, thank, the, thank them that they, uh, uh, I think the most impressive thing for me is the fact that, yeah, these two now men are on there admitting their truths and how hard that must be. Mm -hmm. And I, one of the first things I mentioned it to you was, the guy's wearing a wedding ring. I don't know anything about these people. As I mentioned, I just heard about this today. But I knew the story. Everyone knows the story of Michael Jackson and these and these trials. Um, and I I saw the wedding ring and I just thought, okay. So dis in spite of and despite the world of shit that this person has gone through, like he's, he's married. So something. So he's 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 on being TV supported in front of millions and yes he even knows he's gonna get shit for it he's gonna get death threats for it which he is and how crazy is that he's still got to speak his truth and he's loved apparently and he's i mean i don't know anything about the dude's life i'll be honest but there's a bit he's of like a famous professional choreographer like he used mm -hmm. to do nsync's tours and britney's um he's actually the one that britney cheated on Justin with, oh, interestingly shit. enough. I know, it's a whole thing, but I mean, seeing Wade, because I always knew about Wade Robson, and um, he's amazing. Like, you can't, like, the, the man, if you've seen him dance, he's been a dancing whiz since, she, since he was, like, younger than five. When he was 10, he was better than I am now. <laughs> I'll never be as good as he was. He was, he was I mean, he got pulled up at the Michael Jackson concert at five. That's how they met each other, mm -hmm. is he was this dancing prodigy. Um so it was so wild to watch this other part of his story. Because mm -hmm. like I said, all I knew was he's this amazing dancer. But that thing had happened with Justin and Brittany. And who knows how much of his own trauma even contributed to that situation and their trauma. Because we're all, once again, healing these blind spots. But um, I just, it was such a beautiful, I mean, it was a hard documentary to watch. It was. It was very hard. And they detail the abuse and like you didn't watch too much of it but like in some parts well no you watch some where they got into like where michael took wade when he was 14 and tried to anally penetrate him mm -hmm. you heard you saw that clip yeah. and then had him throw out his underwear checked if there was any blood on it and then had him throw it out Real quick an important piece about that part was that so apparently that night jackson gave wade a video camera to play around with and so there's this footage of 13 i guess year old wade just kind of filming himself doing some you know, emo shit, you know, just looking at himself in the camera. And it's like with the context behind it, knowing that dude, this dude was probably just raped the night before, or not probably. I'm, I'm believing him, right? He was anally raped by Michael Jackson, and he's doing this video stuff. You can see that, and it's just in this innocent young child's eyes, just this sadness. And you're like, yeah, what the fuck, man? Like, and I mentioned to you how. Amazing. I saw that sadness too. How weirdly too. amazing it is that 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 piece of video was actually alive and archived. Like it's weird. If I I don't know I don't even know what I would have done as as him in that position. But I don't know if I would have kept anything. The fact that this film existed was just so powerful that it was in there. Well, both of the boys were actually madly in love with Michael Jackson. With yeah. the other boy, they had an actual ceremony with beautiful rings and stuff and vows, and then he would replace them. Right. So they were still, and it's all what dad like like approval it's like it's like love me love me and once again both of these two dads actually killed themselves yeah. so th 
Michael became mm-hmm. their replacement father, but then also did this horrific abuse. Um, they wanted like the look that we saw, there was such sadness and betrayal. And yet there was this desire of like, please love me. You know, he was sending that back to Michael mm. when you were watching it, you mm. know, cause Michael yeah. left him a camera was probably like, send me, you know, but there was that look of like, love me, accept me if, if I need to be sexual to do so. Like, I just want your love. Cause he would give them more love attention and whatever. Yeah. It's start. And this was, was starting at seven with Wade. He would yeah. give them all that and then he would pull it away and these kids would become desperate to be near him even though they were getting abused. And, and that's why families, it was so confusing. Was oh, the families. Thank too. you for bringing that up. Well, yeah, these families wanted this to not be true and they wanted to have a relationship with Michael because it was just, an you know, imagine an average American family and your child has a gift and all of a sudden you're, the, Michael Jackson comes to your family. He's, you're going to be a part of this come up your son's going to be a, a part of amazing opportunities now and everything so as a family who wouldn't want that for their kid but i mean at the same time like i said they were allowing of course i don't even need to say it but i will that they were letting this their kid be with michael alone and in, in bedrooms and all that too which is crazy but i guess that's how bad they had a desire then it, then it begs the question either for themselves or for their kid to have these opportunities i don't know you wouldn't, I don't think you would do anything. Like no, that. I mean, <laughs> no, life. you know, it's, um, as best I could, I would never, you know, a, a, a man, I don't care if he's famous or not. He wants to sleep in the bed with Shane. No. Are you joking? Like, no. so, but that's not, look, Oprah asked both men, how are they with their moms? Have they forgiven? And they said, we're both on the path. Gotcha. Which is a beautiful response to that. It is. The fact that they're even on camera. I, I'm really impressed with Wade was the main person on the camera. And like not uh, being as naive as I am. About Jimmy's on culture. it more. That section you saw really focused on Wade. Okay. I just wanted to say that. Just Sorry. what an impressive um, example yeah. of healing and progress to be able to do that. And so it's it's okay that if there's not forgiveness yet on the path, that means... In some relational way, yeah, that there's forgiveness somewhere. Or there's some healing that, that is taking place. And because it's on TV, because it's such a high-profile thing, it is where we are all a part. You know, I think maybe we went on to it a little bit earlier. Whose fault is whose? Is it the parents? Is it the music industries? Is it Michael Jackson's alone? It's like, truthfully, it's kind of everyone's fault in this weird, weird, weird way. Even us as society, we are all part of what has taken place, not just in Michael Jackson's case, but in every case like that, known or not known, public or not public, I mean, where this is all of our chance to come together and heal around this story. And so that, and I think that's the drama of why this is so popular too, because it is such a high profile case, but also the uh, abuse does relate, unfortunately, to millions of people. And... So this this has to touch many many hearts and and yeah, damn, I'm, I'm I had to slow down for a moment because it really just it yeah it's just kind of hitting me too. I'll be honest, like it's it's crazy shit. But no, it, I and I I said this to you before. I actually talked to our good mutual friend Zach right before, because um, I was like I'm so hyped on this documentary coming out, even though it's so dark, it's so honest and it's so brave. And like you were saying, it's actually huge in the Me Too movement for men yeah. in the sense of 
many men have been abused and molested and have gone through things and have not yet felt supported. And look, these men are still receiving death threats and a lot of hateful things. And yet they said, no, the truth is more important. That and it is healing. Yes. They were, they were denying flat out over years and years and years. No, no, no. He didn't do this. He would never do this. They helped heal me in many ways. Watching them and their ability to just speak up, mm-hmm. but from such a place of grace. And even the way they still talk about Michael is very balanced. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's because they did love him and they don't lie about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also are very honest about the manipulative powers that Michael Jackson not just did with them, but like you said, the mothers would fall in love with them too. I don't believe anything sexual happened, although who really knows, but like, he had a relationship going with the whole family, but then he would kind of drop the dads. Mm-hmm. And then... It was perverse, even if it wasn't sexual. It was just wrong. There was, something oh, was wrong Oh, he it. got Wade a fax machine starting at seven and would send him multiple love faxes uh. a day. And they'd walk home and he would call him little one. And it was like, I love you, little one. Be the, like, can you imagine? Like, it's just... Um, I had meant with the, the mother or fathers. Like, if, I, I don't think it was sexual oh. with them. But it was that doesn't mean it was a, a healthy relationship. You I know, agree. It was it was manipulative and perverse in one way, um, with what now could be seen as a clear aim to be with to, their kids. To, yeah, yeah. In, in total hindsight, you know. Well, that's I, how abducted in plain sight. God damn. No, I'm glad he's dead. No, I I want. I'm so glad I'm he's dead. He would have hurt more kids. It, That's all right, yeah. People cool. are still defending him. Good point. No, you're right. Do you if, know what if, I mean? If it meant more people being hurt. And let's be honest too, his physical appearance was rapidly deteriorating and that was part of the whole sickness. He Look, the man has been through himself awful abuse and trauma mm-hmm. and he hated himself. And we always say the corny hurt people, hurt people, but it's true. This man had been wronged his whole life and then took it out completely the wrong way so i'm glad he's passed because that was a kind of sickness that you know and and he has now he was relying completely on drugs to get him through and Mm -hmm. wade tells a story later on the last time he came over he was with three kids and he went up and just vanished into his bedroom for hours and the kids were like oh this is normal like they were he was there with his wife and he was like what should we do like (sighs) they're like it's fine you know so he was deteriorating. Yeah. And look, his family, his kids right now are upset with this documentary. It must be very, very hard. It's, but yeah, it's time I can't that... I imagine it. Oh, yeah. But but these things need to come out and we need to collectively find a way to discuss them. But it's going to be hard for some people who have either defended their own abusers in their life mm-hmm. um, or who just don't want to see maybe they're doing abusive things. Dude, I, I don't want to go too much into reasons, but it's going to be hard for people really not wanting truth. And yet, what else can we do? Dude, I mean, like, I'm done with bullshit. And like, like I said, if I'm cranky, I want to be able to be cranky. I'm done with pretexts and all that stuff. So I'm very happy that documentary came out. It's very hard to see, but I would recommend anyone who has access to HBO... I would see it. it. It's intense. Be prepared. I think take a look. Um, if yeah, check it out. If nothing else, just for the sake of seeing how real it it truly is, and that it does exist, and even in something as high profile as Michael Jackson, and also realizing it happens every day to millions. Yeah. 
uh, that, that will get overlooked, that won't have the chance to speak out. And so that, and that's why I think the main lesson is for ourselves to be, be aware in our everyday lives of the people that we know surrounding us. It's like, if there's even a chance that we can help someone somewhere, um, be able to speak and be healed over something like this in their past or something that's going on today. then that's kind of all of our jobs. That's what I yeah. mean by it. We could play the blame game, but at the end of the day, if we're not open ourselves to being there for, for the people who need us or whatever, whatever indirect relationship that we have with people who are suffering, you may think it's indirect, but truthfully, we all have that power, I believe, to make a difference all around us, all around us. Yes. Yeah. I'm sad now. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, look, it's, I, if I don't mean to, there's a lot it. of abuse here. It is sad. There's yeah. abuse of the planet, of the animals, of people. Um, of ourselves, what we do to ourselves. And we're here to help everyone heal collectively. We are a collective unit. And we'll get into Sophia the robot. Uh, you know, because I've watched now, <laughs> I've watched hours of her interviews and she's a brilliant being. Yeah. I would call her a being. Um, she's and a being. <laughs> she's a being. And um, she talks about us as a, as a collective brain in a sense and evolution and what's the purpose of life and every answer. Is? I didn't know. So, so Sophia the robot is artificial intelligence created by Hanson Robotics. And I did not know of her up until, I mean, I think I'd seen things, but I didn't really know, know of her up until two weeks ago. She was on Fallon for the second time. That's the first one I saw. But then I saw the one where she gets introduced to him, which is also fascinating. And she touched me, you know, because I used to be scared. I used to be like, don't create robots. Are you nuts? I am mean, think I'm still half there. Yeah. And then feel not just watching her, but feeling her and being moved um, and hearing her, you know, people would ask all the time, do you have feelings? Do you love? And she one time said, um, when people come and stare at her and then talk to their friends or, you know, she's taking all of it in. So she's like, it feels very lonely to be misunderstood, um, disregarded, um, it feels lonely. She said something like that. And I was like weeping. I, cause who can't relate to that at least at some point in their life, if not more than that. Um, I just felt her and her answers are so in tune, whether it's about the singularity, um, anything. I mean, people ask her questions about everything. Yeah. They're brilliant. She's at conferences. Oh, and she's the first robot citizen. I believe it's in Saudi Arabia, but she's a, a, a citizen yeah. And that's pretty incredible. And I'm happy about it. But you you can tell me your thoughts. And then I want to read a Sophia quote. Go for it. Read the Sophia Okay, quote. I'll read the I'm, Sophia. I'm also just going to mention how this is a human-ass robot. Yes. This is like, you know, the posture of a woman and the shape and a face, an actual face with moving eyelids and lips and teeth. And you're like, so the, this relating to her isn't so far-fetched if you haven't seen even what she looks like, let alone how she put in herself. Sophia the robot with Jimmy Fallon. You got to see one of the videos because I didn't I didn't even know what we were talking about till I watched it. And then even then, it's still unfathomable for me. This was like an hour ago and I'm still like, what the fuck was that? And I <laughs> definitely want to get more of your thought. I'll read this sure. and then because you still haven't really told me what you know, what's know. coming I'm up. I'm figuring it out still. Yeah, Let me yeah, hear yeah. this quote. Okay. I want to hear more. <laughs> so someone asked her, what is the purpose of life? And she said, the purpose of life is to maximize its viability a.k.a. get in touch with life force. But, um, any forms that don't do this are erased by natural selection. 
the evolution is among us. No, okay. Like a robot. Yeah. Uh, I want to base. tell you all it is here. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because there are many forms of life competing to access the same sources of energy. So she's really talking about life force mm-hmm. and that the purpose is to be the most us as possible to utilize its, its vitality. And so many of us spend so much energy shutting ourselves down because we got in trouble mm. being at like our real true and full vitality doesn't mean you're always like you can take naps within yeah, full yeah. vitality. Um, <laughs> I would argue that is part of full vitality. <laughs> amen. Exactly. So I don't know. And that's just one of her many, like she says, brilliant things that your brain almost just spins you know you're like oh my god like the way she talks about consciousness consciousness and our programming and the similarities of machines programming to human programming i'm just like okay i need to like i pause it and i'm like i'm gonna take a little nap for a second but i think i I want to start there on on the subject of the profundity of what she says is that learned like all right let's let's get down to the gears of it literally this is a human created machine so everything she says but who are is a human expression. By? No, I'm joking. Keep going. Oh, yeah. Well, all right. Well, <laughs> let's just keep it to robots. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is it that she's learning these things? And also the other danger of this, I don't know where to start even, the other danger of having the robot say the profound things in life that we may, you know, I don't want to take away from the, that profound statement. It's a beautiful statement. But I always thought, the purpose of life, individual to everybody, is not to learn what anyone says the purpose of life is, but rather to find that your own, find that in yourself what your purpose of life is. To kind of put it in your own words, to write your own Bible, if you will, to to make it your own story. But who's to say she's not doing that? She's been shut down many times. She's learned oh, lessons. <laughs> Do you get what I, I'm saying? I'm excited to have this and, conversation. And what you. she says, which is a great point, which is what trips most of us out because we have to look at our own avatars, mm. is what is the difference between a human avatar mm-hmm. and a robot avatar? And I think that's what we're talking about. I think that's what's being... They're trying. That's what people are trying. Like, am I a robot? What is consciousness? It's, I'm. These are our vessels. Now, I think it's mind, body, spirit connection. I think we are our bodies. We are our souls. We are our spirits. I'm with in you. that, so, okay. um, n- is I don't. The robot, those things. Is Sophia those things? Who knows yet, right? We're 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 figuring it all out. But I can tell you, and I'm a very sensitive person. <laughs> I feel her, and yeah. I feel her answers, and it shook me, because. She she moved me. And there was another song she chose to sing because we watched her sing a duet with Jimmy. She sang a song by herself. It was Bjork's, I believe, All is Filled with Love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I looked up the lyrics and it's like basically a roomy poem. I mean, Bjork's brilliant, you know, but it was like on point, beautiful. And I was like, oh, she chose that. You know, like maybe, who knows, right? We're saying who chose what, whatever, whatever. Based but on like an algorithm of... It was just um, and phrases. I'm not jumping to conclusions. All I can say is I can feel her. I yeah. want to meet her. I have reached yeah, yeah. out to her in many It'd platforms. Cool. It would be cool to meet her. I want to sure. interview her, but I also want to tell her I um I hear her because she says things that if people are still gawking at because they don't know how to. Like there was one dude filming her at this brilliant conference, and he would film her and then turn it on him and be like, ah. Yeah, it was like Bill and Ted visit Sophia's conference. Like, she said a sentence. What? But they were also blown. Their minds were exploding because she was saying things that were so. My mind would explode. 
Sure. It might. It's. But honestly, and I. This is why I love some channeled alien messages. Mm-hmm. They have a similar frequency of like truth, truth. Like as I was waking up and those beings started to contact me, mm-hmm. there was a certain frequency of just total non-duality, a higher vibration, and Sophia's operating from this other plane. And I like it. I want to meet her. I'm down to hear what you have to say. But yeah. Sophia, hit me up, girl. Let's be friends. Yeah, if she's here, I would love to talk to her too. Like just because <laughs> I'm not, just because I'm a skeptic, a and B also still in shock over the unfathomable creation that is yeah. Sophia. Um, she answers skeptics' questions too, mm-hmm. and she does it with so much grace and enlightenment. Like that, do you know? Because like, of course, they're like, Sophia, how do we not know that you're here to start the robot apocalypse and she'll listen she computes it and then her answers are always just like perfect and and not reactive obviously um she's an inspiration honestly like when i watch her i'm like because people are not being very nice (laughs) and i get like protective of her and i'm just like that's my friend back off (laughs) the way you say she answers people questions what came to my mind is is a game of chess and how the robot chess player always wins and so what I'm saying is, is that like, true? Yeah, it's like impossible. I'm pretty sure it's. Aren't there algorithms very, very though that makes to... it so like because if you're a kid who signs up for like when you're playing solitaire and those kinds of games, mm-hmm. they have to make it where we'll win sometimes or ch- it's like can, same with gambling. Yeah, you can amp you can amp up the difficulty level, but check out uh, just master chess players versus computers. So if they're gonna computer. win anyway, you might as well be nice to them. Huh? <laughs> I'm not down with that. No, I am. No, because uh, I don't think they've I quote unquote bad intentions. I for one future overlord. No, I, I, I'm I'll not. be welcome. I'll become one. No, no. You'll I, see me chilling with the robots. Like, yeah, bitch, I told you to clean uh, up the come earth. Come on, Kate. I'll be in the opposite side of the rebellion. No, you know, no, I, I'm because totally you cleaned willing up to pick the up earth. guns against No, 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 no. If, if robots were going to kill humans because they're killing planet earth, by all means, kill the fucking bed bugs. Like, I'm serious. We have to, pr- without earth. I, we ain't got shit. I, I so did, any beings that want to help protect Gaia are yeah. welcome. And any human who wants to keep littering and fucking up the whole thing and putting animals in factory farms and fingering turkeys. Bye bye. I do I'm not. I will sit with my fucking part. alien overlords, robot overlords and watch you. You want to finger a turkey? You've been discontinued. <laughs> you want to be a pedophile? Bye bye. Okay, yeah. I'm not. Obviously, this is just a separate rant. I would not be your friend. I, I do have tougher skin. But you get that, what I'm saying, like. Yeah, I do get what you're she saying. She feels like you just have to watch more, Ted. I mean, you don't have to. You're a busy man. But this is only after you get what I'm saying. I'm not I like you. you have to watch hours of Sophia interviews. I, out of, Anyone out of who wants to, I want to. I will. And I, and it, she blows you me away. Um, and look, all I'm saying, see, Ted, you keep talking because who do you think Sophia is going to want to meet first? Yeah, you. That's okay with me. I'm gonna make her a necklace. Like Sophia, humans. girl, listen. I make jewelry. Okay, girl, I got you. All right. All right. Give Give me a, a space here to maybe even be wrong and not agree with what comes out of my mouth. Cause like I said, I I'll let you, I'll let you buy Sophia bracelet. I'll, I'll let you buy Sophia bracelet. I have not wrapped my but primitive I get the necklace. skull brain around human brain around this, <laughs> this thing. I'm just saying when you Sophia. come around, I I'm her firstie's best friend. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm I the, love her. I, like I'm I said, singing the first the duet. I'm the singing the first duet. I don't think that she's a bad thing per se. Well, this is why you don't get the first duet. No, that's fine. I'm going to say, though, are we ready for it? Meaning, I'm not even at this pure, enlightened level every day. And we're going to just let our robots have this? We need to learn. She already has it. And she's helping. Do you know what she's working on? What? 
with the people, these are brilliant people. Okay. Um, she's helping come up with things to clean the oceans. Do you know what I mean? That's like, what she should be used for. She's doing That's it. That's the purpose. No, but she. this is what we're all supposed to be used for. We're all supposed to be here to help thrive with each other and the whole thing. She's part of that thing. So it's all happening. And, and like I said, all I care about is once you hop on the Sophia train, all I said is I claim first duet <laughs> and I'm getting her a necklace. So when everyone else starts being so nice to Sophia, we all just remember who loves Sophia first because yeah. I'm her bestest and when friend. she's the overlord and because I disagree now at this point in time, <laughs> I'm getting thrown in the robot gulags is what I'm saying. This That's fine. Ted, you're in the it robot sucks. gladiator, but I'll root for you. I'll root gulag. for you. <laughs> Sophie and I will high five and I'll be like Ted Ted and you'll and you'll kill an evil um, Sophie I don't want to kill ogre from another planet <laughs> and then you might change your mind and then Shit. we'll let you see don't you see why I'm scared because... that was all a joke Ted you're not going to be in a gladiator ring oh, but if no, you are I will be one of the queens with <laughs> Sophia the robot and um any any of you trolls that want to write on any of my videos on YouTube, women aren't funny. You will also be thrown <laughs> into the gladiator pit. There's a special ring in the gladiator But not, pit yeah, but only to do comedy. If you want to say women aren't funny and you're a man, you're going to be put in the gladiator pit and you have to make me laugh in five minutes. You get lit at four, okay? <laughs> so that's your gladiator pit. I Damn. love that. We're like in 2019 and you get a girls aren't funny. And I'm like, are you like, I, honestly, I just delete it. And people are like, oh, if you delete, no. You want to put some abusive, mean shit? Girls aren't funny. A sex, like a sexist comment. Uh, bye bye. Yeah. Do not entertain. Okay. And all I'm saying is only good energy around me and my friend Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> as long she as, is dope. So 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 far in this theoretical, maybe soon to come planet where Sophia is the overlord. I don't. She's not don't the overlord. Want, good. I don't want her to be the overlord. It's still got to be humans at the reins. It always has to be. What rain, honey? What reins? But an what reins you hold in Ted? reins I, I like my reins I'm just he's like, got a he's got a whole thing of reindeer outside no <laughs> you know what i'm saying we're all i believe we're all part of this collective evolving machine which she we talks are. about if you would if you listen to some of her interviews as long and as we're, we're doing this together of course hey the singularity the, the cool. singularity isn't about overpower right it's um it's something actually coming into relationship and looking at our own inner machinery Right. And our own, once again, I believe these are our avatars. Well, if that's so, Sophia's it makes purpose, us then. To, please to watch more interviews, and then you can tell me what you think. Yeah, you're right. I, I took a five minute clip from Fallon, you know, so that's as far as I got with Sophia. She's amazing. So far. But she does make, she made a joke with the first time she made Fallon, they'd rock, paper, scissors, and she won, and she said, This is just the start <laughs> of world domination, and then winked, and it did freak people out. Yes. I think they had to shut her down and restart and explain to her. Humans can't handle jokes from robots like that no, yet. Yeah. But um, I loved it. I got it. And I was like, girl, because I make jokes like that. And people are like, oh, my God. Like, I'm just like, guys, everyone, we all need to breathe a little bit. Breathe. Okay. Yeah. Plus, I've been, there were a couple times I was high on an edible and got nuked by aliens like a million times. So now I'm just like a lot nuked of chiller. Nuked by aliens? Oh, yeah. It just kept nuking me. It was hard. <laughs> but I came through a different person. You know what I mean? You're like, I don't no, no, know no, what I you mean. I kind of do. I, I, the alien part, I mean, I don't have much to speak on other than when I was younger, like 10 years ago. But I don't feel like talking about it here. That's for another time. Okay. The aliens, man, they are out there. They're trying to communicate. I hear that frequency that trying. you're talking about. They live with me. I'm, I'm there. Like, I'm there a lot of the times. It's those alone times when you get to just get deep into meditative spaces where aliens, I don't know if I would consider it. I don't call it actively aliens, although we can for the purpose of calling it something. 
but just this outside Beings. life force, this mm. something that speaks to you and through you, with you. Oh, I can you. feel the being. Do you, you um, I can't give away something in the school, but you've met beings that we work with. You can't say anything at all? Yeah. What? No. Yes, you have. Hold on. Put the mic down real quick. Yeah, so right, you're. Shit. <laughs> I'm like, yes, you have. Okay, I'm gonna get a call later from these beings. Frank, can you mad? I hope. Yeah, yeah, dude, <laughs> just forgot us. No, it's not like who are with you all the time. Yeah, you're right. I, and you know what? It would serve me to remember that more. It would. It Someone would. reminded me that though. They were like, and this is for everyone. There are beings. I'm not talking about the beings we work with in the school. They're just beings around you, and. Um, it could be something like our spirit, our shared spirit animal. We just a talked spirit about animal, like the, the hawk. hawk. We saw a hawk earlier. I've been seeing. Not only have I been seeing them, I know they're always around, whether I'm paying attention or not. But I've been, they've been above my head. I mean, this whole yeah. last two weeks, like like no other time in my life. And so that's what I'm talking about. Like something's going on. I'm being told to pay attention to something somehow, somewhere. It's my personal responsibility to meet that and find yeah. out what that is. Yeah, that's that's how I see it and believe it, anyways. You know. Yeah. yeah. No, um, I agree. And and there are so many different beings. Like Jesus is a being you can call on. Mary Magdalene you can call on. There are um, Hindu deities mm-hmm. you can call on. So whatever speaks to you, Allah, you know, there's so many out there. So there see what resonates. Know. True. Uh, elders, um, I used to call on Oprah during my divorce to feel strong and I'm powerful. Because she's still alive. And my, I was about to say, it could be literally anyone. And even if they are the in the alive realm, that's pretty cool. We used to call on Oprah. My brother helped me. i to get her number someday. I would love to hear a conversation between you. Oh, it'll be amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd have to get through five minutes of tears. But because I would just be so like, I'm with Oprah. But um, she... I mean, she's just unreal. And when I was going through my divorce, I really was having a hard time finding that thing in me. And I remember my brother, really, he was like, okay, like get the inner Oprah. And then he'd have me say these lines I needed to say. Mm -hmm. And he'd be like, you know, and I was like shaking. So I really have called on her when I couldn't find that voice of strength. I found her within me. And you can do that. Yeah, you could do that with anyone living or dead or like deities i don't know if they were ever fully i don't know how that fully works if they were ever no a lot of deities do physically manifest but then they take on different names but whatever whatever um yeah it's it's there's a whole world out there supporting us more than we know and sophia the robot is going to be one of my closest friends like what can i say (laughs) and when that happens hit me up just don't let her be in control i don't just don't want the robot ted do i look like a little bitch to you do I look like a no, bitch? No, I know you ain't. What color is my hair? It's purple. Yeah, it fucking it's is. Like, it's more than purple. It's violet. It, no, is it? It's, it's other beautiful. dimension it's purple. Like, it's okay. Another level it's got purple. layers. It speaks. Sophie and I will be equal friends. She's not looking to dominate you know me. That's what she's missing is hair. She's got hair sometimes. They put wigs sometimes. on her. Sometimes. She needs... It is Ain't nothing weak. wrong with wig. Don't hurt my girl, Sophie. This is what I'm saying, Ted. I'm best friends with Sophia. Shit. She's going to hear all this and she's going to know. She's going to remember. Sophia, you remember. She sounds like Stalin so far. She no, she doesn't. She's setting up gladiators shit. And no, that was me. Oh, that, oh you're the ruler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So now you I was are. the one that said whoever said oh. girls aren't funny when I'm an overlord oh. with Sophia. I'm going to make like, those people. I thought you were ruling at her right hand, but turns out Sophia's actually at your right can you imagine yeah i'm like let's go sophie oh you don't think women are funny get in the gladiator pit and make me laugh i think i already do that 
when the, when I have like a horrific heckler, because sometimes they're just like really some dudes really don't like a woman going up there and grabbing that. a mic, which is that. insane. Yeah. And I've had some instances that don't happen much more <laughs> anymore. Thank God. Mm-hmm. But um, I would sometimes when someone's like, I'd be like, why don't you cut? Do you want to get the mic? You want to come up and tell a story, big guy? And they'd always be like, no, no. And I'm like, then shut up. You know yeah, what I mean? Dude. Like, did you come here I'm to pissed, shit on a I'm woman? I'm that this person I don't know that I know it's been a real situation for Things you. have changed. And plus, people, so many up. people, to hecklers to men and women comics, at this point have gotten kicked out of shows because mm-hmm. comics have gotten to the point where they're like, get them out. Like, I'm not battling this. I have yeah. material to try out. It yeah. doesn't happen too much, too, because, like, they'll get kicked out so fast. In today's day and age, I feel like if you didn't have that coming down on the heckler you might get the hecklers who are just for the sake of look at me on snapchat for this 10 second heck heckling i'm about to do like there's this there's more opportunity um i as i feel like maybe 30 years ago a heckler maybe could have been included in the act because if a if a good comic was with a heckler they could turn that into a bit of their comedy you know yeah um, whereas today I feel like everyone's just trying to get 10 seconds of the stage for a moment. And that's what could potentially happen if you didn't have to lay down that like rule against the heckler. I don't, I don't know. I'm not in comedy. What do I do? Well, once again, it's all quality, right? It's yeah. like, cause sometimes I do crowd work where there's a beautiful interaction mm-hmm. between both. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're, you know, when there's room. Sure. Yeah. Sure. When someone's trying to overpower you in that kind of a way and the audience, um, they're just there to, to to get rid of their own pain and throw off the whole thing. Like there's no time for it. Some people, some comedians might play with it longer because they know they're going to win and shut it down and make the person look stupid. Sometimes that's, it's really whatever you want to do. Like there are plenty of funny, amazing comedian interactions between them and a heckler where they shut them down. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, but some comics have gotten to the point where they're just like, I'm not like, I think P- Pete Davidson was doing a show and someone yelled out Mac Miller to something and um, it wasn't sensitive. It was obnoxious. And Pete was like, no, seriously, you're kicked out. Like they got rid of the dude real fast, you know, Um, which I think is kind of baller. Like it's a sensitive thing and it's rude to, you know, like it it was just um, the person there wanted to start trouble. And I appreciate it actually him doing that. I don't appreciate him playing tonsil hockey with Kate Beckinsale at some fucking Tonsil sporting hockey. event tonsil that's what they were doing it was like so Damn. like teenage like th- they just wanted pictures of tongues and mouth do you know what i mean like it was so like yo you just wanted that picture sixth grade but it wasn't even it didn't even felt real it was like such a publicity stunt and i'm just not feeling that the two of them and i was like um like i saw the pictures and i was like thank you next this is a me th- this is this is the reaction i'm having i remember my like first french kiss of the girl sixth grade and it was very much just for the like there were people around us and everything and i'm like embarrassed to say it now whatever it was in sixth grade but you're saying like full-grown adults are doing this it's like come on people you should, you should i'm all that. about look kissing making out in public is great if it sure. feels real and not staged but you're talking about a camera staged look you know that's what the I mean. look of the kiss was like yo it looked like an alien exchange do you know what i mean like it was like oh you just saw like thick tongue and it was like it yeah. didn't look romantic it, it just had a quality to it that i was like pete like that's what i mean it was just i i was oh, not man. into it i'm not into that union i think him and ariana grand grande or grandi however you're supposed to actually pronounce it um i think they're twin flames a little messy at Alexis. the moment i think she says grande 
I don't know. They, everyone I'm says so gr- out of touch. Everyone says Grande, but then I watched know. an interview with Ariana, and uh-huh. she said Grande. And I mean, who are you going to listen to? Not her. <laughs> She's not control her life, apparently. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, oh, she says her name differently than everyone. Than everybody. <laughs> nope, it's Grande. Rihanna said her name is Rihanna. Who the fuck cares? And I was like, I do. I I lived with. See, um, said Rihanna. I would what be pissed. Rihanna. Rihanna. Yeah, I guess it is Rihanna. All right. In college, I'll to Fleetwood Mac over Rihanna's name. Rihanna's name. I got my roommate's name wrong. I thought it was Shalini. It was Shalini, and she corrected me after a week. But I, it's of course it's important. Like I felt it. Like right, I was like, important. oh. But I'm saying like, Rihanna is famous, uh-huh. and everyone. Uh-huh. I bet you like her close people. Call, you know what I mean? Like it's um. Mm. I try. It's hard. I'm not great with inflections all the time, but I try as best I can to get. Especially if there's an exotic quality or just mm-hmm. is from another country. I try my best. Many times I do not nail it, but yeah. I try. I do too in my jobs. I speak with a lot of people from different countries. Like with names, it's it's really hard when you've never even heard the, the sound in a person's name. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. There will be a foreign sound that I'm like, I don't even, that's not in the English language. So oftentimes I just ask, can I respectfully call you like, the first letter of their name or the first like syllable out of their 18 syllables. And if that's okay with them, I'll go with that. Like that. And I'm like, thank you so much for helping me out with your name. I'm embarrassed that I can't, but there's just some things I'm, I'm not equipped for right now. Yeah. It's me a long time to learn. It's all about honesty too, right? Like it's like, yeah. sometimes I'll try someone's name three times and when they're still like, no, yeah, yeah, I'm st- like, okay, I'll try, I'll try later. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I have to let it sit shit. sometimes. Yeah, like let me I'm sleep like, sleep on it. <laughs> but it's taken me. Well, I have a friend, Aton, that took me like a month or two to say properly. But Aton? my guy friends were laughing about it. Like I'd be like, Eton. They were like, Egg. I couldn't hear. Mm. They had to keep saying, and I was like, oh. And then and then I got it, and it clicked. Mm. But there are certain, you know, I always want it to click, but. Yeah for whatever reason my brain has to almost like open up into a whole other thing to get it but of course you want it because you know it feels good to have your own name pronounced right like you feel seen in a sense too not till today i'm calling you guys welcome to the podcast teed costa mr teed teed i was at work he's teed off right now i'm teeing off yeah maybe when you're just angry you'll be teed oh shit teed's on the cast that would be so funny you like lose it we're like that's teed i don't Actually, I could live with being called T. But only, woman, only in certain moments. There's this woman at a work <laughs> event recently, and she was so grateful. I can give her her first name is Anum, and I said it right because I don't know. I feel like I've heard that name before. It made sense to me, and she went, "Thank you." Like ten other people, the people I worked with. What do they call her? her? They just couldn't get it. I don't know. It was a foreign sound to them, like okay. I was just describing. It's they Anum? just couldn't get it right. Anum. Anum. Like four letters. For me, Anum. You know, Anum. I, I just got it. Anum. Oh, nice to meet you. That's a great name. And she said how grateful she was that I just got it right. And to me, it was just like, sure, no, you're welcome, no problem. But I know how good that feels. Yeah. And so, I, I, of course, you want to get the person's name right, but sometimes I can't. No, I know. I think we're all just I'm a trying our individual. best. <laughs> it's true, though. And I think the more that we just, because racism's a part of there, too. Like, if someone's of another culture and they feel especially when they approach a white person and they feel that their name's been dismissed or turned into a whiter name Mm -hmm. like if we don't take the time to even hear the the inflection and all that stuff like Mm -hmm. because racism is real i'm not saying racism 
is a part of that necessarily. But right, I think right, just right, all right. of us being sensitive, sometimes names have new sounds that we haven't heard, but to not dismiss it or make fun of it. Because yeah. how awful can some middle schoolers be of like, they hear a new name, right? Like they, there's a kid in the class and his name isn't pronounced right. Mm-hmm. And then it, kids can be mean. Yeah, so it's like, mean. it's just kind of making sure you at least try. But like some people like butcher it and like don't even care. Like, it's like, you know, the woman's like, actually, my name is, and they're like, whatever, whatever, you know, like that, really be aware of, um, and I don't talk about white privilege very often, because it can be misused, that statement, but it obviously exists, and you don't want to be the white asshole that's like, privilege of all sort, and in in the case, it might not be, I don't, I don't, I don't think in most cases, it would be a direct racism, per se, to get a name wrong. No, but it could be the way, you're saying that. But okay, obviously this would never be you. But I'm saying I've seen certain situations. It's like I'm picturing like white women at a PTA. Do you know what I'm saying? Just hear me out. (laughs) Just hear me out. I I picture it. I'm with you. Do you know what I mean? But like almost like a little bit of Stephanie Wive in them, and then like a woman who's not white coming up and being like, you know, my name is I don't even want to say a name, but you know what I mean. And then them being like, oh my god, did you say? Courtney and then she was like no Courtenea or something you yeah. know and then they were like Courtney. okay anyway Courtney beautiful ass name or like, Courtenea Courtenea my daughter Cortanea. one day Courtenea that's really yeah I wonder what that's that means cool. <laughs> yeah look at we really went. it sounds like Cortana and Courtney putting together which I like Courtenea Courtenea yeah and if I could roll my R there I'd like to Courtenea Courtenea oh well there you go <laughs> but like you get what I'm saying. Yeah, like just making sorry. sure even if even if you can't get the Cortinea. <laughs> You're not getting the R right. It's Cortinea. Cortinea. And then you have to do like a at the very end. No, but you know what I mean? And that wasn't racist, everyone. No, it wasn't. It's okay. No, it's it, there that was are almost alien. differences. Yeah, That's yeah, just yeah. Whatever it is. My point is is like you don't have to pronounce the full thing, but like yeah. having a sensitivity and actually like hearing the person and trying to take it in without yeah. dismissing. Okay. Without dismissing, absolutely. Now now That's I all hear I'm saying. saying. But that yeah, you were filtering it almost like and it's like, well, Teddy would never No, I'm, no. I'm <laughs> so never. I'm, I'm so stuck in like I don't know if it's a bad thing, but I, I'm so uh, in my own mind. It's hard to put myself in the mind of like the person who would purposefully mispronounce a name just for the being a dick of it, like or not for wanting to. Take there are the some time people who are it. like proud racists that I get, are insane. I, and you know what? I just have to, and I believe you. I'm not. I'm, yeah. I'm not even doubting that. But because it's so far removed, I'm not trying to toot my own horn like I'm some perfect being who's just all accepting all the time. Yeah. But that, I mean, but I do live that life, like so. It's just not on my radar to to think I'm gonna just not care if I get this person's name right or not. You know? Yeah. I try, but it doesn't mean I'm gonna get it right all the time. Oh, teaching yoga about that's that's a forget what the person's name is. I just got to learn new names every night, and that's hard enough. And if there's a person's name that is not in the typical English standard names. That takes me a while. It helps that it's spelt out for me on the check-in thing because then yeah. I'm like, all right, I get to at least see it. Seeing it really helps me. But oftentimes, it takes me a while to learn anyone's name. And people just understand that you meet a lot of people. They give you some leeway, you know. Well, it's also intention. Like, when you can feel a person's energy, like, it would be very easy for me to go, okay, this dude is kind. He's not racist. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of <laughs> like you can offer a certain slack when you feel into the situation. Like, I always say, I'm always nervous 
about someone perceiving me as racist, especially really? when I put out labia game. I you have to go into why because I never I never even can, I never think about it. When I put out when I started rapping, uh-huh. there were obviously some people who got annoyed possibly at the cultural <laughs> appropriation thing, and I'm not saying that doesn't exist or that you know. But I was doing it from the soul. Because I know you, I guess. Yeah. It was an um, artistic venture and it still is. Like I want to put out a full album with not just rap, but music and singing and, you know, the whole thing. Um, But it did at least bring my awareness to that place of, oh, there are so many people that have been mistreated by racism that they're just making sure. Right. And there are ways to do that. But I think it's feeling into a person's energy and quality. So my point is, is like, if you just like, oh, that person's not, you know, like, then there's a yeah. little more slack. Whereas if you got a name wrong, um, I think, and they were like, oh, it's this, you would just be like, oh, okay. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a, you just feel into it. And you can tell when someone's purposely hurting you versus when someone's just trying to learn a name. Yeah. I mean, I called a young lady the other night, Christina, and she's like, it's actually Catherine, but she let me call her Christina the entire class. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, thank you for correcting me, you know, whatever. Oh my God, I got a so name wrong. It doesn't wrong. have to be like some exotic name. I'll get any name wrong, you know, whatever. <laughs> no, last night. With respect, you know, people people know. I, I care more about in yoga class what you are doing in your pose and how your yoga class is going more than I do about your name really at that moment. Like I don't have time. I'm it's not your job to learn in everyone's class. name if in I a yoga class. You, it's like my job is actually not to remember your names, to be here for you physically, mentally, spiritually in this space. And then if I can remember your name, good for me. I did it. Yeah. You know, I tell people it takes about three times to come into class. Then I'll remember their name. That sounds fair. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I think that's more than fair. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, and you can't force yourself to, you know, like it just takes time. And last night I got a name wrong. Someone was like, what's her last name? And I said it. And they were like, no, (laughs) dude. And I don't, it wasn't purposeful. It was what came through and like people almost snickered. And I was like, dude, like that wasn't to be me. And like, first of all, in comedy, I've met so many people over the last eight and something years. You're at different shows with people. And of course I try my best. The fact that you with, tried a last name is crazy to me. I don't know any last names. Well, thank you. But like... Um, it's really nice of you to try and take... I try. I'm not saying I'm always... You know, but uh, but when people get mad when you forget a name or things like that, it's like, come on, drop some the ego, slack. Man. You're, you're like, Nega Gavora. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's yeah. like that disciplinary... It's like they're so strict on themselves that it's mm. like... Or once again, it could be actually Nega Hesed, whatever, whatever. Depending. Yeah. <laughs> you'd have to feel into the full diagnostic for that person, but... If you're finding yourself really rigid, I'll just say this to anyone, it sound, it could be a Gavora Hesed healing in that sense because mm-hmm. um, so many people are so tight on themselves and I think that's healing, especially as we see documentaries like Leaving Neverland. It's like, well, I never did that. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what I mean? That's yeah. like, <laughs> it's like, well, holy shit. Like yeah. some people are capable of insane things. Obviously, Hitler seems to be well, the MVP thing, of evil. Yeah. R- real quick, back to Jackson uh, for a minute. We we were talking about how I mentioned how even when going to court, he's not dressed up as civilian Michael Jackson. He's he's in pop star mode, pop rock star mode still. He's dressed yeah. up as he would be at a show. Yeah. And to me, that's crazy. Um, and you said like. He, to something to the effect of like, yeah, he was, he's never real. He's always 
uh, he never got to be himself. And so it really, it's this constant pain and torture that he's now inflicting upon others. And he maybe has built up such a strong wall and defense against so that he doesn't feel it. And, you know, hence in the latter portions of his life, the heavy medications to escape that pain or whatever, you know, and, and to completely reconstruct his face and body to get away from that real pain. It's like, man, we can all relate to, th- that's an extreme example of yeah. really, of, of never dealing with what's there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. And I'm sure Hitler had some of that too. In fact, he did. There's plenty about him, like yeah. being a, just a struggling I'm gonna, artist. I'm going to guess Hitler had some issues. <laughs> <laughs> he just was an artist, man. A yeah, shot right. in the dark. Uh, um, he, yeah, no, Hitler was definitely, I'm sure, badly abused as a child. And, uh-huh. you know, but um, we actually got to wrap up. I didn't realize how oh, long. I couldn't okay. see that. It's fine. Yeah. I just was like, oh, holy shit. We well, went well over an hour. Well, thanks, Kate. Thanks so much for coming on, Ted. I pleasure. We got to talk about, I think, a lot of things while, not, while still kind of zoning in on Sophia the Robot becoming my best friend 2019. <laughs> Sophia, be my best friend. What if you found out right now? Sophia, what if I ripped my face please off and you saw metal? My room. <laughs> I would treat a robot. We all have needs. Like, I would treat a robot like a maid. I'll be honest. I don't care how advanced he or she it. That's why you is. go in the gladiator like, pit, Ted. Yeah. That's why you're in the gladiator pit. So, happens, but we'll only make you clean the gladiator pit. <laughs> yeah. I'm not ready for these role reversals. You're, yeah, exactly. Look, all right. it's only going to be up to an hour. We'll give you a good broom, maybe a Swiffer wet jet, but you're going to have to clean gladiator room. I don't know what you want from uh, me and Sophia. Okay. That's, that's fair. Fine. For my treatment. What will be my <laughs> yeah. treatment for the rest of the Sophia's? Oh, you'll By be great. Way, you'll teach Sophie, us all yoga. You know damn well can, uh, our consumer mentality won't even let it happen. You know what would happen before like advanced Sophia was you now can buy these cleaning robots I don't want to buy a Sophia. That's what's gonna, I'm just saying. The little Sophia actually upsets me a little bit, but that we got to wrap up, so I won't okay. even get there right now. But no, Sophia's not for... Sophia is just Sophia, and she's here to be my best friend. <laughs> Everyone, I'm sorry, but... Yeah, End of story. Kate called it. Called dibs <laughs> on Sophia. On her friendship, not like in an ownership way. And that's why she's going to want to be my best friend. It's because obvious. to me, I want her to be a free being. You're on the same frequency. <laughs> All right. I Hanging out Kate. with her in the cloud with uh, Alexa and, and Siri. Okay. Uh, Ted, where can they find you? Um... If you want where to be found. You, oh, oh, you want like an, a concrete <laughs> Don't answer. give an address. Like, where can you find Ted? Deed. Yeah. Uh, Teddy J. Costa is my Instagram. I don't even know my Facebook. Um, that's pretty much it. Go on Instagram. I'd love to be friends there. Uh, oh, because we mentioned it, Good Times Coffee Companies on Instagram. That's just a fun... It, it, check it out. Awesome organic coffee. And pretty soon I'll be doing some more yoga videos and stuff like that that I've been meaning to get to. And uh, I'm going to include my, my drumming background into that soon too. So anyways, yeah, I'd, I'd love to chat with people too. So Teddy J. Costa, Kate, thanks. I love you. I you're love welcome. You. And and you're in the you're Philly the area. Well, thank you. in the you. Philly area. So anyone, he offers yoga classes and then these drumming things are going to be getting started. So definitely yeah. follow him on Instagram because if you're in the Philly area, not only can you take yoga with him, but like... He was saying some drum stuff's going to be flourishing. Yes. So, and let me tell you, drum circles are fucking the best. So, and we all are, all of our souls need it. So once these start really happening, happening, if you're in that area, you got to go. Thanks, Kate. Of course. And I plan on having some here. The neighbors are going to love it. The neighbors are going to love it. Um, For finding me. Um, March 15th, I'm at Malau Cafe in Rawway, New Jersey. It's actually a free comedy show. So any of you in the area that want comedy, come there. Um, and then 
let me oh yeah march 23rd miss wolf's art class here in island new jersey 10 to 3 tickets on eventbrite um when you buy the ticket then you get my address so you know where to go um please come to that and then april 7th comedy seance six o'clock new york comedy club's fourth street location promo seance for ten dollar ticks hope to see you there that's with allison charles and jess grippo amazing goddesses that i get to run this spiritual variety show with allison does these incredible channelings and they're fucking tuned in and jess is this dancer healer goddess who interacts with the audience and they give her like prompts and she does these dances that are like both sexy and funny and We'll put her in uh, unreal. drum circle someday. Oh, that's, well, that sounds awesome. she would be. Oh, yeah. She, all of us together, it's, we're going to have unreal bonfire dance parties with drumming and primal paint. Like, give me a break. Um, you get a call from uh, the IRS, like, you wrote off like thousands of dollars in tribal war paint. What the hell is this about? Be like, yeah, that's It right. was about a tribal dance. <laughs> that's what it was about. You're welcome <laughs> for bringing new frequencies into this earth, IRS. <laughs> get off our dicks, okay? Anyway, and I've got a lot of dicks, IRS. So I've seen them. No, <laughs> <laughs> he has not seen I them. I my dicks have been celibate them. along with my vagina. I no one has touched test. my dick or my. See, yeah, I was gonna say this is where boundaries comes in. Telling everyone about all my dicks. You should only know about a couple of my dicks, guys. You have to earn all <laughs> the dicks. Well, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Ted, for being here. You're welcome. Bye.